Hello, and welcome to the On Call Room, the Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm Abby. I'm Bree. And, and it's, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful day, day to podcast. podcast. Uh, we are a Grey's Anatomy podcast that deep dives every single episode. If you haven't listened before, we are a spoiler podcast. We will spoil things for you. So make sure that you've watched all of the episodes. Every single one. Unless um, you don't care about being spoiled. Yeah. In that case, we are in season 10, episode 7 and 8, <laughs> and we are just chugging along. Wait, did you? Oh, you said it right. Season 10. <laughs> I thought you said season 10. Season, season seven, 7 and <laughs> episode 8 and 10. <laughs> anyway, if you want to support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash the on-call room. Yep. Um, there you can pledge to be a intern resident or attending and for each different level you get different rewards you can co-host the podcast which we have a co-host on with us tonight um you can hang out with us in a zoom call you can get bonus episodes episodes a day early facebook group uh yeah that too you can call and leave a voicemail we actually got a voicemail um asking us if we were still planning to attend our appointment at Wolverine Water tomorrow, <laughs> I don't know what that is. So the only messages that we seem to be getting are accidental calls. So if you want to, you know, leave a message for us, become a patron. Yeah. And it was also to someone named Katie. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're not named Katie. So No. Um, okay. Also... One thing that is really cool, which we still plan on doing a bonus episode about this, is that your money that you're donating isn't just like going into our pockets. It is supporting the podcast and allowing us to continue to pay someone to edit the sound, continuing to let us host the podcast online. It's a bunch yeah, of things. You know, you can't just like put shit online. You actually have to pay for you. You pay do that. for it to live somewhere online. Yeah. So that's not free. No. So we're really thankful. <laughs> Which I didn't know until I started this podcast with Abby and she's like, oh no, there are fees to this. And I'm like, huh. So I'm very thankful for all of you. Um, and another way you can support us is by following us on Instagram at uh, the on call room pod and we will make sure to update you when we post new episodes we also sometimes just pop on there and say hi or repost you know things that were involve the gray's universe as well as other issues going on so um, make sure to follow us there we try to answer any and all direct messages we get but the best way if you have something important you want to let us know is to shoot us an email at the on call room at gmail.com also, you can fill out a form on our website, theoncallroompod.com. Um, leave us a review, too, on iTunes or Spotify. That is the best way that people decide to hit play, and they're really fun to read. We don't have a featured review this week, but you you might have a chance to have yours read on. I think we've read almost every one. On yeah, the even the bad ones. Even the bad ones, yes. So. Uh, okay, so to, also today, if you are a $10 patron, you get the, our post-op episode on Patreon, which is the bonus like 10 or so minutes. This week, we are going to talk about Brie and I got Grey's Anatomy tattoos. They're matching. Yep, they're matching. We are going to tell you what they are, just talk about the experience, why we got them, um, maybe a little bit about the artist that made it for us and uh, everything. So we're not going to talk about that now, though. You have to no. be a $10. The ten dollar founded father. father without a father. We could talk. Have you watched Hamilton yet? I haven't. Oh, we can't talk about it. Yet. I'm sorry. We could talk about our lovely Saturday. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, our out outdoors socially distanced tang. Yes, for sure. So uh, we hung out. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we went to our friend's house, and they were like, "Hey, we're making dinner." 
feel free to come on by. We went to the farmer's market. They said we're making um, steak and grilled veggies, which yeah. I was like, oh, sweet. But I, in my head, I almost didn't come for dinner because I was just like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'm going to eat at home. So we show up and like we're sitting outside and they're setting this table for us. And it is like a glorious meal dinner party. Yeah. Yeah. It like was grilled onions, uh, squash or spaghetti squash. Then what's the other acorn, acorn squash? squash? They had just gone to the farmer's market that morning and got all these fresh vegetables and like grilled them all up with pine nuts on yeah, them. Yeah, pine nuts. I bought them today because I had them and was like, I need more. They're so expensive. They're so expensive. And um, ribeyes. If and I had pine nuts and I was cooking for six other people, I would no. not put the pine nuts on your meal. Not include it. No. I would save it for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, that's just how generous these friends are. Yes. Actually, she's been on the pod. Yeah, shout out to Dr. Annie Bishop. Yeah, so that was really nice. Um, and then you, we were maybe going to hang out on Sunday, go lay on a beach somewhere together. Instead, I laid in my backyard, which was so Nice. Right? Like, the heat broke a little bit, but, like, having a deck space. That like, wasn't an option for us before. We had to go no. somewhere. And I was just like, actually, Abby, I think I'm just going to, like, hang at home. And you're like, that's cool. And I listened to this new podcast called Two Girls, One Ghost. Wow. I would. <laughs> I know. You thought it was going to go somewhere else. <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of, like, the same setup as My Favorite Murder. So, like, some of the episodes, um, they, like, have people... Uh, like email them or whatever, yep. like stories about ghosts or weird, like broken time things. Uh-huh. Um, you're looking at my mic. Weird. I know. It just whenever we both talk, the spikes are both loud. Oh. But I think it's just because oh, it, just as, all uh, of our settings are correct. Okay, all right. Um, but then sometimes they do like research, uh-huh. and so this one that I was listening to was about music studios. Okay. I just, I didn't really, wasn't planning on telling this story, but I feel like I need to. Um, and so there was this one in Bath, England that she was doing like research on and actually Radiohead, I almost said Radiolab, Radiohead, um, recorded okay computer there. And Radiohead is like John's favorite Favorite? band. And like, who is it? Oh, I'm going to, I'm embarrassed. Look up the lead singer. I'm not, is it Tom? I don't know. Tom York. Is that right? Um, and Tom York. Okay. Is he I was dead? Right. No, he's alive. It's the first thing that when I type Radiohead lead singer dead is the first thing that comes up. You know how people always think oh, someone's yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I saw him recently. Uh, no, he he died. Oh, then who did we see? In 2012. <laughs> then who did we see? I don't know. Anyways. I gotta talk to John about that. Anyway. Yeah, that's like crazy ghost. Oh, no, Scott Johnson died. Okay, I was going to say, I don't think he died. I'm confused. Anyways, go on. I really don't think he died. Um, But he had this like crazy ghost experience. So like in the middle of listening to this, like John's reading a book outside and I paused and I was like, did you know that Radiohead uh, like recorded OK Computer in Bath, England in this house that's haunted? And he was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> I'll tell you more. Hold on. And then I was like, <laughs> press play and then be like did you know that Tom York like cut off all of his hair and was like bleeding because a ghost told him to do that and he was like no I was like it's true (laughs) so anyway you should listen if you're into like ghostly paranormal things it's two girls it's very kind of similar to you and me like in the beginning they just kind of talk like random weird shit and then they just talk about ghost stuff well I'll have to listen because I do need new podcasts I found one It's called What a Day. It's just like 20-minute ones about what's been happening in the news. And it's like little bite-sized. It's even more bite-sized than like the daily. Mm -hmm. 
And that one's been really fun for me to just like, as I drive like wherever right in the morning, like just like, okay, quick, catch me up. What the fuck did I miss? That's good. I've just been reading a lot. Mm -hmm. I read, um, I'm reading Where the Crawdads Sing, which came out a while ago. Yeah. And I started it last, actually, I started it the night, Saturday night or maybe the night before. But for some reason, whenever I'm drunk and I get into bed, I'm like, I should read before I fall asleep. And, And I took a melatonin. I was like, my eyes were crossing, like, I was really trying hard to focus. Why would you choose to I don't read know. that? <laughs> and then I put it away and I was passed out immediately. Yeah. So then the next night when I went to do it, I was again, really just tired. And I was like, what was I reading? Like where I had to go back like pages. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so, but today I just, I've been trying to be really good about if I don't have a ton of work to do, instead of just sitting at my computer creating work to do, because I can always be like, well, maybe I should make this. Maybe I should spend my day in my inbox in case someone responds. I was like, you know what? I am like caught up for the day. I have things that are due, but they're not due tomorrow. So I sat outside and read that book. I read like 20 chapters. That's so Um, great. And it was nice, except I have a lot of flies in my backyard. Mm -hmm. A lot of poop. Really? Yeah. Well, also, I just they're in my front yard too, though, and I don't have poop in my front yard. I don't know. I think the flies are bad this year because we have like weird flies like by our flowers and stuff. Yeah, they were just like I had to end up cranking music kind of because it was like I was just like get them. They don't bother me as much as like other bugs because they don't really do anything, but they just kept fucking landing on me. It's annoying. Yeah. So, anyways, it was really pleasant. My first day enjoying my deck that now has a door from my inside of my house, which is great. It feels like my house got expanded. Well, it did, kind of. I mean, yeah, like it feels like I have a new room. Yeah, to decorate. It also though feels like I have a new room I have to keep clean because mm. the the color of our deck shows if there's like leaves on it or like dog hair even like mm-hmm. you can see it because it's not it's composite, not natural decking. And so I was like, I sweep it every morning. Like, <laughs> so when I go to Honduras every morning because it's really dusty there. And everyone is out sweeping their porches, like, first thing in the morning. Because that's, like, where they hang out. Like, yeah. a lot of people, Haley, that's where we always hang out there. And so, also, hi, Jilly, if you're listening. I feel like everyone sweeps their porches. And so, in the morning, I just pretend that I'm visiting my friends in Honduras. Oh, and I'm nice. sweeping my porch. That's nice. Yeah. Um, speaking of porches, we're getting a new porch. <gasps> or a porch fix. Well, kind of a new porch um, on Sunday. That's so, exciting. you got a new deck. We're fixing our porch, and it's just money, money, money. <laughs> just throwing it. Yeah. What if we were like, so your Patreon is yeah, paying for, for our decks and porches? Porch in the deck. Uh, no, but we have like a broken beam in our porch. It's very adult. And we're afraid that one day the male lady is just going to come up and fall <laughs> through it. So, it's like kind of a safety thing. Like at the this guy point. that was moving furniture into your house? Yeah, who just <laughs> fell through the grate. Yeah, similar. We don't want something like <laughs> that. <laughs> so. My leg. <laughs> surprise that he never that something didn't come in the mail like we didn't get served that when he pulled his leg out it wasn't gone yeah that it wasn't (laughs) decapitated delegated i really thought it was gonna be just shrapnel yeah but it was i mean what about a good gray's episode i wonder if he was pretty bruised the next (laughs) probably but he was also probably like but this was his last move i was gonna say he was also probably like I was really high when yeah. I did that move, so it could have just been my fault. Dude, he was high as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It smelled like so many doobies. <laughs> I thought you meant like poopies. No, like doobies. Like Not weed. duties. Weed. <laughs> yeah. Not duties. Weed, doobies. Abby, weed. <laughs> doobies. Yeah. Um... We have not smoked any doobies, even though right now it might no, seem like just we just drinking have. some cheap... Like, La Ferme Julian. <laughs> 
Tell us about this wine. So La Ferme Julian is, Julian has a nice goat, a pink goat on the front. Is that it the is essence of simplicity goat? and the, is the ultimate sophistication, Leonardo da Vinci. For $8. <laughs> um, and it has, it's simple and it's healthy, balanced grapes. Oh, it's healthy. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And it's the essence of quality. They're balanced and dependable and subtle. Anyway, it's a rosé. Sponsored by Le Vigil. Le Femme Julien. Um, I also have one other podcast recommendation. If anyone just feels like giggling, uh, Conan O'Brien doesn't have guests on right now. Although he did just have Tom Hanks. I think that was the finale. Um, but he and his, like, he has the producer and then his assistant, Sona. And they just, they have, it's called Summer S'more. Conan O'Brien, Summer S'mores with the Chilchums. <laughs> they, like, <laughs> jokingly called it that. And that's what it's called. But it is just them bickering and, like, I just love their dynamic. I wish sometimes we had, like, it would be funny to have, like, a very, like, disgruntled, mm-hmm. like, person that was editing it. But we didn't, we, it, we would make the joke continuously that we don't think they do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's just, it made me laugh, like, out loud a couple of times today. It's silly, though. If you're not a fan of silliness, don't listen. Mm. Okay. But it made me giggle. That's good. Yeah. Um, like giggly podcasts. But yeah, we have kind of a long episode today. We have um, a lovely patron scrubbing in that I won't spoil anything about. And make sure that if you want to hear about our matching Grace tattoos, you become a $10 patron and you get the longer extended version of the episode. That's all, folks. Let's That's get all she wrote. To the episode. Here we go. Okay, we are back, and we have the lovely patron Kylie. Sounds like that's scrubbing like, in with us. Scrubbing in with us, patron Kylie sounds like patron saint. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> um, hi, Kylie. Hi, Kylie. Hello. So we are thankful that you are a patron and that you are here today. We love to just start by asking some fun questions. So the first one: Who are you, and what do you spend your time doing? Anything you want to share? Yeah, awesome. So I live in Perth, which is in Western Australia. Um, So Western Australia is the other side of the country. I think that most people are used to, like Sydney (laughs) and Melbourne. Um, What do I spend my time doing? So my husband and I, we run our own um, business. It's kind of like an advisory consultancy business called Impact Seed. It's a pretty niche area that we we work in. So we work in these areas. Uh, one is called social enterprise, so businesses that are doing good and making money at the same time. Um, and this area of impact investment, so people who like invest their cash in things that are, that do good stuff and make money, and then measuring impact. So I'm really lucky to spend a lot of my time like in stuff that's doing good stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't recommend working with the husband. That's probably not my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> But that's fine. Um, and I have two wonderful, wonderful dogs. I adore my dogs. Uh, I have a golden retriever um, and a Ridgeback cross, and they're just wonderful. They're like 10 years old, but they're in that like super chill phase, Aww. you know, where they're just wonderful, wonderful dogs. What are what are their names? So the golden retriever is Heidi and the Ridgeback cross is Scout. Um, Heidi is such a golden retriever name. Yeah, like I picture so- her with like perfect braids. She's just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. Is she like the like the light blonde or like the red golden? 
No, the light blonde. So she's mm-hmm. like super, yeah, she's adorable. They're both oh. adorable. I just love them. And yeah. when they get older, her face is going to be so white. I love when yeah. goldens are old. <laughs> so yeah. cute. Yeah, exactly. This is now a podcast about golden retrievers. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have one? Yeah, we had a golden. Her name was Hannah and she was like the red golden. Oh, I never yeah. had one. She's a good, good dog. Rest in peace, Hannah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, just really brought that down. Um, okay, what else do we want to ask? Okay, so when did you first start watching Grey's? Oh, so I can't actually remember, but I do know that when I was at university, so I would have been like 19, my friends bought me um, a bunch of the box sets, like mm-hmm. DVD box sets. So like I know I must have been really into it, but that's the earliest kind of memory that I have, except for, do you remember with Facebook, you used to be able to um, put like quotes on there. Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. I used to get it select quotes and I would constantly like be in there changing and updating like my Grey's Anatomy quotes. So <laughs> oh, yeah. they're, they're the earliest memories like I remember the early days I just cannot for the life of me remember like when I started watching it was like pick me choose me love me (laughs) exactly yeah yeah Um, and I'm fully up to date but I think like many people I'm just kind of hanging in there now yeah um yeah I'm just Just waiting for it to end (laughs) yeah exactly like the amount of crap tv that I watch just for the sake of completeness is pretty (laughs) extraordinary so um, I feel like some people I feel like some people might feel that way about this podcast. It's just like, <laughs> I just got to keep going. The amount of crap podcasts I no. listen to. No, just no. That's a funny it. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've done that with shows. I've also done with that with book series. There's a few that like okay. I didn't like, but because I started it, I felt like I like had to finish them. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways. Yeah, um, totally. Okay. Who is your favorite character in Grey's? Yeah, so I um probably the traditional one. So, you know, I love Meredith, I love Christina. Um, but I tried to think of something else that I could also say. And I really, really love April's character arc and what happens in terms of the growth of her character. Yeah. Um, you know, like I had so many feels when they lost the baby and then she joined the military or whatever she did, and then she lost her faith, you know? Like Yeah. So yeah, I really, I really love April, but probably Meredith and Christina. That's good, a great answer. Good answers. Yeah. Um, what about, um, do you have a favorite relationship? Oh, it's hard. Um, like, obviously, Meredith and Christina's friendship. Um, but, you know, I do love Meredith and Derek, despite the challenges. I think that chemistry and all of the early things, you know, oh, it's just so amazing. Um, and I did love Jackson and April overall, too. Like, I really yeah. like them. Um, but, you know, I'm actually not fully up to date with the podcast. I'm in early season eight at the moment, which is the Henry and Teddy stuff. Oh. Um, that's so lovely. It's, like, beautiful and light, you know. It's just so nice. Yes. And then Until it's, it's not. very dark and sad. <laughs> not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, I agree with the Derek Meredith thing, too. We are really hard on Derek on this podcast because I feel like we're rewatching and really, like, critiquing yeah. but as far as yeah. I like how you said chemistry like their chemistry is so good oh, I mean so and good. we'll we'll get into it in these episodes later on but even just like how supportive he was of her in these episodes right. just like he yeah. can be a dick but I feel like right now he's in a like good Derek phase <laughs> right so, yeah. yeah totally um what about unpopular opinion I honestly couldn't think of one I really mm-hmm. tried you guys but I <laughs> The opinions I have about Grey's are probably, you know, they've been had before. That's great. That's, yeah. 
I wouldn't know how to answer that question well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're a hot take. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think I you guys know. answered it so many times, though, over so many you It know, changes every time yeah. we talk to someone. We're like, yeah, that's our hot take, yeah, too. Same, same. <laughs> um, um, and then how did you find the podcast? Um, so this was actually only the second podcast I ever listened to. <gasps> so, um, yeah, I... I actually really enjoyed the first season. You guys pay it out a lot, right? But I think the really compelling thing for me was that you drink wine and you talk about grapes. And I was like, this is perfect. Like, this is, I love the concept. So um, I remember the first time I listened, actually, like the very first episode, because that's where I started. Oh and I was like, just hearing the names of all these characters that like just go around in my head. And I was like, this is so cool. Like to be talking or hearing people talk about these characters that I love. Um, so yeah, I, I think I just Googled it. I was like, I'd like a podcast that's about greys. Let's have a look and see what's out there. Um, and I found you guys. So. Oh, well, we're very yep. happy that you did. I think it was a good choice that we put wine on our cover. Yeah. People I- seem to <laughs> really like that. Yeah. And yeah. there is something too about like, I was even just listening to Armchair Expert today and they mentioned that they were in Sedona and I love Sedona. And like hearing someone on a podcast talk, like yeah. you said, all these names are bouncing around in your head about Grey's. Like to hear someone else talking about it that you don't really know, you're like, oh my God, people like like this. Like it just right. is very exciting. So yeah, it is. It's really cool. I yeah. want, um, also, I, I'm glad that you, I was going to, you said you're not caught up on the pod, which is great because we... We had a request from a few of our patrons in the group to get more boozy because we got too, we were like too, we stopped, not that a we stopped drinking. straight laced. Yeah, we got real straight laced and then now we're, we're trying, we're easing our way back in. Yeah. I mean, we're also drinking like, wine right you're now. Like, that was three years ago. Brie was single, lived in this weird apartment. With Donna and Cheryl, <laughs> not with them in the apartment. <laughs> yeah. So Things good. were different then, you know? Yeah. We're yeah. close to our 30s now. Abby's still 29. No, I'm 31. I was making a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, I was like, you don't know that I'm 31? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Anyways. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into these episodes. I have mixed feelings about them, but we shall discuss. Yeah, I do too. Um, ooh, you did monologues first. Oh, I messed it up. Sorry. That's okay. Well, we're in season 10, episode 7 and 8, Thriller, and Two Against One. Do you want to do short summaries first? Yeah, let's. Okay, sure. Okay. It's Halloween, and the doctors of Grace Lowe Memorial are hit with a barrage of spooky patients, which affects their own plans and puts one doctor's well-being in jeopardy. Meanwhile, Derek collaborates with Ben on a new surgical technique, and Richard angers Bailey when he asks a second-year resident to perform his next surgery. The issues between Meredith and Christina hit a boiling point when one of them ultimately betrays the other at the hospital. Derek tells Jackson that he needs to let go and allow the second-year doctors to work on his patients, and April and Matthew make a bold decision about their relationship. Meanwhile, Bailey has difficulties with Ben's return. Yeah, that was interesting. Okay, uh, monologue for Thriller. Every Halloween, we make a choice about what kind of costume we're going to wear. Something sexy, maybe we'll be someone scary, or you could be a superhero, which is what I'm trying to be this year. Halloween is not for the faint of heart. There's a surprise around every corner. Some of the surprises are good and some of the surprises are bad. What's important is that you can't let the fear of the surprise stop you from getting dressed up and wandering to a stranger's house to ask the question. So what'll it be? Trick or treat? (laughs) Meredith Gray. And the next one... uh Glioma, fibroma, blastoma. Whatever the tumor, people assume you approach it the same way. You find its hiding place in the body, then you open the patient up and you cut the hell out of it. Or then you cut it the hell out. (laughs) But you're not just fighting the one tumor. You're actually in war with over a billion cells. 
So how do you beat the odds when it's one against a billion? You stand strong, keep pushing yourself past all rational limits, and never let yourself give up. But the truth of the matter is, despite how hard you try and fight to stay in control, when it's all said and done, sometimes you're just outnumbered. That basically is like Meredith's, her, how she was that whole episode. Yes. Like pushing herself past things and then being outnumbered. Yes. And called out on. Okay. Uh, Shot. Well, which one do you want to do? You can do shotgun work. Okay, shotgun work up. Marge Walker. My le- cat. <laughs> <laughs> leg wound with infection. Ghost lady. Inspirato- ins- inspiratory wheezing asthma. Taryn Davis. Adrenal insufficiency caused by infection. Zombie. C- situs inversus. <laughs> gunshot wounds. Drug use. Victor Brown. Facial lacerations. Stroke. Richard Weber. Pancreatic pseudocyst. Leah Murphy. Bite. Harvey, hemifacial spasm, CJ, fainting, Duncan Misher, esophageal tumor, Will Swanson, stage four sarcoma, and Nathan Glazier, hypoplastic left heart syndrome, conduit rejection, heart failure. You did a great job. Whew, thanks. And for rounds, we have um, this Halloween episode. Just thought we could put it in one group. Yeah, there's witches and ghosts and zombies and scared to death and that whole thing. Um, Then we have a Meredith and Christina update, um, Halloween party, and then their argument over the 3D printer. Um, Alex and Joe. uh, Joe apologizes for all the shit about her dad or his dad. We'll talk about that. Then Leah and Arizona update. Uh, They're sleeping together. And Arizona takes off her ring. Ooh. April and Matthew update. They're, are they having sex? Are they not having sex? We'll talk about it. Uh, Richard Weber. Um, he is ready to be Richard Weber again. <laughs> Get out of that bed in that bathrobe. Um, then we have Ben Warren. These two he quits go together. His program. Uh, he quits his job for the second time. Don't worry, he'll quit his job again because that is Ben Warren's character. And then um, Bailey. Uh, dealing with the beginnings of her OCD, I didn't or know at least I, not seeing. I was that. gonna. I didn't know if I should say OCD. <clears throat> if it's she's not diagnosed <clears throat> yet, but is that what she ends up being? Diagnosed she does. With? She does end up being diagnosed with okay. OCD. I wasn't sure if that was like too. If I should put that or not. But. No, no, okay. that is her diagnosis. So we have a, a whole bunch of things to talk about. A lot are some of them are small, but um, yeah, it's let's do first notes. Kylie, We're going to start can... with you, Kylie. What is the first yeah, thing sure. you thought of? My, my very first note is, oh, dear God, it's Leah. I hate the storyline. Arizona, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's yours? Brie? Mine is, oh, Murphy ended up coming over to Arizona's hotel room. Yeah, I said, oh, snap, Murphy in Arizona. <laughs> and then I wrote, there's a movie. I don't know if you've seen it, Kylie. It's like, there used to be those Disney Channel original movies. But I wrote, this is like Halloween Town music. Like, oh, the yeah. music this whole episode was so, like, oh, yeah. Child spooky, yeah, yeah. It just kept going. Like I felt like in some places it's always like a parody. Like the music just made it all this like crazy and emotional and intense, and you know, right. it's just fun. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um. So should we just talk about Halloween? Let's just talk about Halloween. I will mention that the butterfly wings show up. Yes. Yeah, so are you? Mm-hmm. You're caught up in the show, right, Kylie? Yeah, so I know everything that happens. I remember the butterfly wings from, because it's DeLuca, right? He picks them up yes. and self-cracks it and yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That made me sad that, like, this is the episode that yeah. they're brought yeah. in. And he's like, also to see the precision at which Derek is, like, working on them yeah. um, makes it even a little bit more emotional down the road. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, who was your favorite Halloween <laughs> Patient, everyone. <laughs> I I would say the witch. 
<laughs> Why was she so witch-like? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's not like I totally get Halloween's a thing in the US, but in Australia, it's just not. So a lot of the Halloween stuff, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I get it and I could go with it. But I think in terms of the patients, like I, I kind of liked the the mother. I forget her name, but you know, the one who was like really scared and, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, yep. like she was sweet at the end there, you know? Like it was nice how Meredith was able to help her out. That seemed like the least cheesy also of them all. Like a yeah. more like legitimate, like afraid of the, you know, like afraid of things versus like this child is going to be scared to death. <laughs> like I was like, oh my God. She, you're telling me she can be scared to death? She's <laughs> like, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and then and, everyone's running around. And also, why was she walking in the hospital and there were no lights on? They were like, it was like the storm episode. Yeah, they were like flickering, and then like she goes like trick or treat, and that one patient who's like, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> it's like, where is she in the hospital? I know. I was like, I'm pretty sure she's in the basement. And then that witch lady was like, Ooh. <laughs> it was like too much, you yeah. know? It was a lot. Like I also would say alone. I like the idea that Heather Brooks is treating these, you know, patients under the table. Yeah. But like, I'm sorry, if you have asthma, you don't act like, like, ooh. <laughs> like, it, it was just like with the flickering lights. Yeah. It was very scary. Also, why was she in the basement area? I think she was looking for Dr. Brooks. I know. The ghost. At first, I thought there was going to be some ghost stuff. I wish there was. Like, she been. saw Dr. Brooks. Yeah. Or her being like, She'll come back. She always comes back. <laughs> yeah. It was like a sweet story. Abby, but who was your favorite? Um, well, I had fond memories of the the zombie guy because it reminded me of like when people ate bath salt, like that whole oh. thing that happened. And then like in of all places, the state of Florida had of like the same something like that. Like a guy trying Kylie, to did eat you, someone. Did you hear about this? No. Okay, so I'm Googling it. I literally Googled Florida bath salts. In Miami in 2012, Rudy Eugene attacked and maimed Ronald Papo, a homeless man, on the MacArthur Causeway, which is like a highway, making headlines worldwide. During the 18-minute filmed encounter, Eugene accused Popo of stealing his Bible, beat him unconscious, removed his pants, and bit off his face above the beard, leaving him blind in both eyes. So it happened, he was on bath salts, like a type of... Drug. drug. But yeah, yeah. so oh then, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Don't come here. That's Florida for you. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that is, I feel like 2012, when did this episode? Grey's Anatomy. Let's see. I wonder if it's around. Oh, if it's like you similar storylines. You know what I mean? Like lines. how she tends to reflect things. But yeah. But I thought that was fun-ish. <laughs> yeah. He well, Murphy. I know. That was that was very shocking, I have to say, when, like, all of a sudden Murphy is just being bit by a— and there's a tooth left in her. It went on for a long time, the bite. Yeah. Um, so that episode, this episode was aired in 2013, which means it was probably filmed sometime earlier. So I, I bet it is a reflection of the— Of the, Mi- the Miami, Miami cannibal, cannibal attack. attack. Yeah. <laughs> There you have it, folks. There Don't you have come it. here, Kylie. <laughs> Don't come to Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. Um— Okay, so oh, also I we didn't bring we didn't make notes about Stefan Avery too. Oh, we or, can yeah, we can bring them up whenever. Um, I really liked the how everyone. I just want to talk really quick about everyone's Halloween costumes. Like I loved that April said she was going as a bunny, and then Callie's like, "Ooh, like a sexy rabbit," and she's like, "No, the velveteen rabbit." <laughs> 
It's like the saddest childhood book ever. <laughs> and I like how after that, Kelly goes, needs work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was such a good moment. Um, I love Bailey being like, I put a witch hat on every year. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. it, whatever. And then Christina at the end, when she's like, what are you supposed to be? And she's like, sexy. <laughs> and then she puts that on witch. Like, yeah. I, that was incredible. I want her confidence. Yeah. Um, but Ben was very, very into Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you, you're into Halloween. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Okay, so. I think it's because it's also around my birthday. Oh. So, like, I've always, like, you know. You know that after Halloween comes your birthday. Yeah, five days later is my birthday. I was actually supposed to be born on Halloween, so I'm. Ah, you're spooky. Spooky, <laughs> spooky Halloween lady. Um, I did yeah. really like, like, again, in the vein of it's not particularly a thing here, but I did like towards the end of the episode where it looked like Halloween is just like a street party, like, you know, where everyone outside was walking past with the trick or treating. And I thought, oh, like, that's really cool. That looks like a real cool sense of community, you know? I think it yeah. is in the, in really wealthy neighborhoods because yeah. they have the best candy. So everyone drives their kids yeah. nowadays. You don't like trick or treat in your own neighborhood as much anymore. Yeah. But definitely I would say like more in like suburbia. Yeah. There's yeah. Like, but last year we sat out on maybe two years ago when we were at our old apartment and we sat out on the front porch and we played spooky noises and we had quite a few trick or treaters. It is fun. in the city. So I just get sad when not many people wear costumes. I know when people like, but sometimes you have to think that maybe they can't afford costumes. Right. Also, the weather has been terrible the past like few years, like snow, sleet. Like, yeah, you can't dress up. I remember. I just, I'll just tell a quick Halloween okay. story. It's very fast. I was little and I was um, Jasmine from Aladdin. I was her too. And I, it was like a belly shirt costume thing, like really cool, like genie pants and then like a short belly top. And I was quite young, and it was really cold because Michigan's really cold in the fall. And I really just wanted to wear it like that. My mom wouldn't let me, so I had to wear a turtleneck mm-hmm. under it. And I was so sad to have to wear a belly shirt with a turtleneck yeah, under me. Th- that's always the worst. So, so you guys don't, they don't celebrate it where you are as much? I think not- like, no, not really. I think like, um, it probably depends on people's own personal, you know, like whether yeah. you're into it. Um, like we, I guess I just didn't grow up that way, right? Like my family never made it a thing. Occasionally, you know, you get the odd trick or treat to come, um, but usually they go to the houses that have like put some decorations up or something. Right. Um, yeah, so it's just not, yeah, not really a thing. Like I've been to maybe one Halloween party in my life. Like nice, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Bree's had many birthday party Halloween parties. Yeah, they're a great time. Um, Mostly well, just an excuse to get drunk, I think, <laughs> and wear a costume. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never could pull off the sexy costume. No, never. I was always <clears throat> like something. I was always like a zombie <laughs> or like really silly something or other. Yeah. yeah. I just remember painting your face green to try to be the Wicked Witch a few oh, years ago. <laughs> and the makeup just kept smearing and it wasn't working and I just started dating John. And you felt really ugly. I, I felt so <laughs> ugly. And the thing is, like, I had been, like, ugly for other Halloweens, but this particular Halloween, John and I had just started dating. And he, like, showed up and I was like, ta-da! It's like the Wicked Witch. Not cool. Anyway. Uh, that makes me laugh. It makes me laugh, too. Um, okay. I don't think I have any other... Other than the maggots were gross, and um, I have no other notes about the Halloween stuff. I thought it was cute Sophia was a princess astronaut, a sign that her parents should compromise on some things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have on that. Yeah, do yeah. you have anything else, Kylie? No, I think, like, the other notes I had are probably more about 
Meredith and Christina, you know, the potty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Should we just talk about that one? It's a big one and let's maybe like sure dive into it. Yeah. Um, usually I feel like Oh, it's just, it's not often that we get, I didn't realize how much of this last season of Christina's is spent fighting. Like mm-hmm, not, yeah. it, it's it's really a bummer. I mean, I get it and it brings them together at the end, but I kind of wish we were getting like a, like how Christina says, like Meredith just, and I used to just know what we each other were thinking. It's like sad that we don't get to see that. Totally mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah. One of my first notes is like, I hate that Christina and Mare are not on good terms. And then we find out that Mare didn't invite um, Christina to this Halloween party and Meredith was was like, well, you don't want to spend time with kids anyway because you don't like kids. And Christina tells her, well, like, but I, I love like- your kids. So mm. there's just this complete disconnect between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it was sad because it was so polite, like that little exchange, you know, it was like, oh, I should have invited you. You know, it was just sad because it's not Meredith and Christina, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it reminds me, like, yeah, when friends are separating-ish and you don't, you're not as, like, they're just, like, being too careful with each other, but then obviously it's going to come to a boil at some point. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting thing, too, seeing Christina and Owen operating together and, like, as friends. I felt like this was maybe their first, like, friend moment. Like, Mm -hmm. she was talking. She's like, I just wish Mare and I could you know, whatever. And, and Owen's like, you should go to the party. And she's like, oh, look, it's Mayor texting me. And then it was like that cupcake um, oh, yeah. request. She asked her to bring cupcakes. And I loved Christina's like, went from being totally fine to being like, well, if I don't come, then there's no cupcakes. And I, am I the enemy? Like that to me is such like a very normal rabbit hole to go down. Um, yes. It was sad. I don't know. No, I definitely think like reading into a text, like I think Meredith yeah. was just trying to find a way to include Christina. So it was like, you could bring cupcakes, but if you don't, like, no big deal. You don't have to come. And then, like, being like, well, what the hell does any of that mean? And I love that Owen was just like, I think it means just go. Just yeah. go to the party. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, and no one notices her at first. They're all bustling around. And she ends up just setting down the cupcakes and leaving, which, like, oh, oh I'm going to sneeze. Hang on. Everyone keep Uh-oh. talking. Um, she ends up. Setting the cupcakes down, which the cupcakes looked really good, I might say. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> um, Alex thinks they're good. Yeah, he he's shocked. always eating. Yeah. <laughs> he's always eating in every scene. Sometimes I wonder if it's written in or if he just like... Active or <laughs> not active. Like just chooses... Method acts. Method acts, yeah. Like I'm hungry, Alex would eat these. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I listened to this other podcast. I'll tell you about it later. Um, but they they actually said they actually have actors on and stuff. And they say that, you know, in a scene, if you're eating, you, you don't usually actually actors don't choose to do that because you've got to take so many takes. And so you're continuously eating. So I was like wondering about Alex. Like he does always seem to go for the food. So, <laughs> so I wonder if... <laughs> Like maybe he comes into uh, work really hungry. Yeah, like is it in <laughs> is it in the script or whatever? Like Alex then eats a cupcake and then yeah. eats yeah. another cupcake. It <laughs> just keeps going. But I thought it was sad too. I also though feel like Christina could have been like, "Hey guys, like you know, yeah, there's a bunch of little kids bustling around." Like, right? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't fully understand. I think why she left. Like, you know, there's things you could probably say. Like, yeah, maybe she saw Meredith being in this other mode. You know, right. her mum mode, and she kind of thought, well, you know, I'm just, I'm not there right now. Or like, I don't think I fully understood exactly why it was that she decided to leave. 
Oh, yeah. I think that's an interesting question and point. I, if I had to give like an, an educated guess, I would think it would just be that like, Christina just doesn't feel like she has a place in this world anymore. In that group. In that yeah. group of people. Like, and and since I don't know if you've watched are you if you've watched the episodes recently, but in a few ones ago before she talks about feeling invisible. And I feel like they're taking that like sentence she did that is and turning it into like even more of like a like no one literally saw her come in. Um no one heard her. No one no, heard her. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It is sad. It is. It's super sad. But I also don't think like I don't think Christina wants to be a part of that world because she could have said something. She could have right, like put right. herself out there. But I think it's very easy for her to be like, well, no one's paying attention to me or I'd no one's be, noticed or me. I'd rather be at the bar. <clears throat> yeah, no one noticed me. I did this to like show up for Meredith and she didn't notice. So yeah, I'd rather go like get a drink tonight. With Sharky. Yeah. So. Shane. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they, I would just think that, yeah, maybe she is not, and doesn't she, have a place anymore. No, and she doesn't have that many people in her circle right now either because her and Owen are broken up. C- Callie and Arizona have Sophia and are, like, in the midst of this, like, breakup. Alex has Joe. Like, I, there's just not any uh, one else for her, which is why I feel like she kind of draws into Shane's, like, super... Shane is suddenly becoming, like, channeling his intensity towards being a really good doctor instead of just being intense, which I feel like Mm -hmm. he's been. And I feel like she's, like, gravitating towards that. I'm not looking forward to when they sleep together. I'm not either. But we'll see. (laughs) Should we continue into the next episode with Meredith and Christina? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Okay, so Meredith is using it. She got this grant... We found out in the last episode, and they the hospital got a 3D printer so she can print portal veins. Um, they, I have to say, I really, I I really don't understand 3D printers. <laughs> I mean, it prints a, a thing. What I don't get is how, wait, we should do drunk history, but where you and I just try to explain what a 3D printer is. <laughs> do you know, Kylie? Um, I mean, not really. Like, I, you know, it prints things in 3D. I guess you can choose different kinds of materials to print stuff with. And I think that's the idea of the medical stuff, right? But right. I think it's using really. their cells. Like something yeah. that it uses their own cells to print an organ. How? <laughs> Put it in an ink cartridge. What? No, I don't know. But I know. Science is crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to smush you. But yeah, so everyone is like so excited. They're like waiting for her to like reveal the first thing it's printed and it's a fork. And yeah. no one but Derek is impressed. He's like, wow, that's <laughs> he, my wife. <laughs> he claps when like everyone else doesn't respond. I love how he just like <laughs> yeah. does that. Um, so we know from the beginning that Meredith has this printer. It's a long process. It's her grant, her scientific whatever. Research. Right. Yeah, that got this, got the hospital this printer. Yes. And then Shane starts bringing up, they have a patient who things are not going well with. And he found this method that they've been doing in Japan where they 3D print. I literally wrote something. <laughs> because my, like, once they start talking to medical, I'm like, well, I get the premise. <laughs> They got a 3D print yeah. a thing yeah. for the baby. <laughs> they need to print something. Something for the baby, and they need it now. Yeah. So It has something to do with the heart. Timeline, pretty short. <laughs> um, and 
Christina at first is like, no, it's Meredith's. We can't do this. It's too much work. And then Shane does all of the hard work that like gets them able to be at the next step. Also, it's important, I think, that like to say that Meredith is printing something right now. Yes. It's being used to print like a model of a liver or something for research. Uh, Is she doing the portal vein or something? She's not to the portal vein yet, I don't think. To me, it looked like if you cut a lung in half, there was like little... I don't know what it... It looked like a steak to me. (laughs) (laughs) When it was taken... She was going to use the fork to eat the (laughs) steak. (laughs) Yeah, I was less impressed by what I think I should have been super impressed by what it was. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, (laughs) but she had like 14 hours left. Yeah. But the thing that I found interesting is, I think, I can't remember exactly when it was, but Christina asked what happens if you start something else. And Stephanie was like, well, it will set Meredith back a day in her research. And I was like, a day? Like, you know, is that, I mean, to save a child's life? Like, surely that's not too, you know, much to ask, right? Right. Right. I felt the same way. I think it's just like Christina realizes, like, her and Meredith are already on the rocks. And so, like, by... I think you're totally right. I think, but by asking her to do that, it would be like telling Meredith again that she's not a good enough doctor or that her research isn't as important or whatever. Yeah, it's less important to what Christina's co-practices, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which I'm I'm glad and I'm skipping ahead. We'll come back with that. She does end up using it because I agree with you. One day of research versus like if they can instantly save this kid's life is I feel like the whether whether or not Christina actually does bring it up to the board, like Meredith mm. tells her to do, I feel like that's the decision they would make. Yeah, so, yeah. I feel like she doesn't because Meredith's on the board. Right, right. Yeah. No, I, I think so, and too. And it happened so quickly, right? Like, she was like, well, you better get started if it's going to take however long to get it to the board. Right. And then Meredith walks in and the thing's out, right? So, right. Yes. Um, and there was that, when, when Christina asked her for the printer, um, oh, actually, we should say this is like after Meredith and Alex are working on that teenage patient mm-hmm. and she thinks she can get this tumor and she's being too risky. And she ch- has Stephanie do like a challenge so that they can ch- she can choose who, you know, they should side with. And she chooses Alex mm-hmm. um, and that defeats her, too. She like literally walks out of the OR. So I feel like she's in a poor space. Mm-hmm. Then Christina asks her for the printer and um, Meredith says, like, just because I printed a fork does not mean your, or no, just does not mean your research is a joke. I feel like that quote doesn't make sense. Just, my research is a joke, maybe? Yeah, maybe my research. <clears throat> um, and then, yeah, it's just like, after that, then Alex yells at her and says, Yang was right, you were a lousy doctor today. Like, it's like hit after hit. Yeah, mm. and she's just... And it's hard to tell, like, what where the truth is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was mm-hmm. looking at it, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know medical speak, medical med, you know, I don't know whether Meredith was, you know, overcompensating, but obviously Steph thought enough to side with Alex over Meredith. Um, right. And, you know, Alex, in a sense, you kind of think that he would not... I mean, he's in his own place, right? But you would think he would be a fairly reasonable arbiter, right, about, you know, um, Meredith and what she's doing and if that's right. And um, it was just really interesting because I didn't necessarily think Meredith was overcompensating, but clearly everyone else around her did. Right. I also feel like for Alex to call her out on it, I feel like he is someone that would let her be a little bit like, you know, like challenge him. But at some point, I feel like if he is drawing the line, 
that mm. feels like him being very responsible. You know, like, mm-hmm. like I just feel like usually it's Meredith telling Alex he's being too whatever. And to have it be reversed makes you think, like, maybe she really was not looking at the full picture. I'm just looking back at the monologue, too, where um, it says... Uh, so how do you beat the odds when it's one against a billion? You stand strong, keep pushing yourself past all rational limits and never let yourself give up. But the truth of the matter is, despite how hard you try and fight to stay in control, when it's all said and done, sometimes you're just outnumbered. And I feel mm-hmm. like whether or not she might not have been wrong, but she was outnumbered. Right. I don't know. I, like, I felt bad for Meredith, just what, how everyone was kind of, like, treating her. And she definitely seemed like like you said, Abby, like getting hit after hit. But I do, but part of me didn't feel, I don't know, it was like a weird feeling. Like part of me didn't feel bad for her because I felt like she's not being a great doctor or she's like acting in a way to try and prove to herself and to other doctors that she's not what Christina told her she was a few two episodes, episodes ago. ago. Yeah. You know, like she's working really hard and she can be a mom and have this really progressive, intense research and, you know, and I think she maybe was making, because of that, made some poor judgment calls. Yeah, I think it all comes back to that initial argument Christina and Meredith have when Christina basically accused her that, like, you can't be an amazing surgeon and a mom. Yeah. <laughs> or not even that you can't, but that you're not right that now. That you're not. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So. yeah, I think it's super ego-driven. Like, Meredith, I think, can be driven by... You know, and I mean, I'm in it right now with the Adele kind of the trial. Like Meredith can be driven by doing the right thing or what she says is the right thing. Whereas here, it really feels like she's being driven by ego. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great point. So, yeah, then then at first you think it's all happy because Derek is like, you know what? I'll put the kids to bed. You go work on look. Go at, watch your printer. Go watch your printer. And she walks in and Christina and Shane are there and their steak is sitting on the table. <laughs> their steak. <laughs> <laughs> and she um, says, like, what the hell yeah. are you guys doing to my steak? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> word for word what she says. I'm kind of glad the episode ended because I don't want to see them fight. I don't know if the next one picks up with them fighting in that room, but I hope not. God. I just hate when people uh, fight. Yeah, they fight a lot. There so, are, they've been fighting a lot in these past couple episodes. I hope by the time the mid-season finale happens, they're back. I don't remember how this resolves. Yeah, well, she just leaves. <laughs> They dance it out yeah. and she's gone. Um, oh. So that's them. <laughs> so that's them. Like, just one more thing on that. I feel yeah. like, like, in a sense, even because I had to go back and figure out, like, what was the initial conversation that set all this off, right? Because I couldn't quite remember. And I feel like even that wasn't, like, it, it was a fight, but it wasn't. Like, in the sense, I don't really feel like Christina was actually out to, and even this whole time, like, I don't think Christina is out to, you know, set Meredith back or, um, you know, put put them on opposite sides of an argument. Like, I think, you know, she's just, in a sense, Christina is trying to do the right thing, but still hold her friendship with Meredith closely. Um, yeah, so I just I find it really interesting because it's not like an outright fight, but like you say, that, that stuff probably comes. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's like a passive-aggressive uh, Meredith's mm. part fight. Like, Meredith hasn't yet... Yeah, like, because no one was yelling even, really. Like, Christina, like, a little bit in that one scene, but they're being, like, weirdly cordial. Yeah. And and just not, like, honest with each other, I feel like. But Mm. I think I get what you're saying, Kylie, that, like, from Christina's perspective, she wasn't trying to be hurtful towards Meredith. But Meredith, I think, was very offended by what Christina said. 
Totally. And then that makes me think like, you know, I mean, they know each other so well, like surely Christina's going to know, like, even though I do actually think she's just being honest, like she should know how much that's going to hurt Meredith, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm. Hi. I mean, do you agree with Christina about what she said about Mare? I probably do. Like, I I think it is... um, you know, if you think about she's just been off work for however long she's been off work for, like, you know, being able to keep up to date with things. She didn't read the article that Christine asked her to read, you know, and I know that's the previous episode, but yeah, I definitely think there's some truth there. And I do think Christine is trying hard to, um, you know, speak the truth, but but not do it in a hurtful way. But she, you know, she must know that it's going to hurt her anyway. Yeah, I feel like in that particular case, her opinion was right. Like, yeah, Meredith didn't read the thing. That was not a good day for Meredith. There was a lot of things going on. I I think, like, I think it's like Christina maybe have only been speaking about, like, in this present moment, but Meredith interprets it as, like, I am forever, like, not going to be a good surgeon. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it falls apart or falls back together. So, yeah. Um, Okay. Do you want to choose the next topic? We've got Leah in Arizona, your favorite. We've got <laughs> April and Matthew, awkward sex. We've got Richard. anything ring a bell. <laughs> ben, mm. Bailey. Well, maybe get rid of Leah in Arizona. You know. <laughs> <Okay>. Perfect. <clears throat> um, they're sleeping together. She, <laughs> um, it's, it's weird because I feel so bad for Murphy because she obviously is someone that gets attached. We learned that in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And she, so she's trying so hard like to play it cool. But you yeah. can't change who you are. If you are someone That's... that like attaches, then you can't not. I know. And it said, she's like, I know I'm not supposed to sleep here, but I just got tired. I just wanted to rest my eyes. Like, Yeah, it feels very like not fair to her. I know. Um, and it's just so needy though, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think she definitely is. She also knows that about herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Arizona Arizona doesn't like that, but she's choosing to sleep with her anyways and, like, being like, but yeah. this can't be serious. Like, you can't... If someone straight up tells you that they're needy and, like, that's the way they are, you have to know that you're walking into that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, Arizona is playing with fire here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, playing with fire. And I think she knows she's doing a shitty thing because every time, you know, it goes in on Arizona's face, she's just kind of smiling, you know? Like, and you can see her eyes are just like, oh, God. But she just smiles, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. she's, there's no, like, I feel like per- emotional connection, really. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's doing it as, like, a rebound, I'm assuming here. Doesn't it feel reboundish? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay, you weren't making yeah. a face. I was staring oh, at you. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about everything everyone was saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think she is interested in having anything beyond sex with Murphy. Yeah. And Murphy, I think, really respects Arizona as, like, a teacher and a doctor and also is, like, into her sexually and personally and would be into a relationship. And so, like, clearly they're not on the same page. Right. And it's clearly going to blow the fuck up. Yeah. Um, Arizona, right? yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Arizona takes off her wedding ring, they go in the shower together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's, that's all she wrote. Yeah. <laughs> it was sad when I she I do was like, crying. though, that oh, she admits to, uh, to April that she's sleeping with Murphy. Yes. It's mm-hmm. not, like, a secret. So at least she's not, I mean, but does Callie know? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Not that she has to know. 
I liked the scene, though, where Leah was crying again and trying not to cry about being bit in the neck and waiting. And that Arizona, again, though, it almost felt like as a mentor, not like a lover, like was like, oh, I remember the first time I had a needle prick and this mm-hmm. happened. Like, I was happy that that happened, that moment happened, but um, it just felt uh, like, it just feels uncomfortable. It, it makes me realize now, like, I know that there's, like, going to be the sexual harassment, like, Mm -hmm. thing she files. And it makes a little bit more sense to me, looking back at how this relationship went down. I think so, too. Um, But who knows? I don't really have anything. Yeah, I'm just—I don't have much about it. I'm just not really a fan of it, I guess. Me either. How does Leah die? Leah doesn't die. Oh, she just leaves. Yeah. And she comes back then again and then leaves again. I always— Classic. Um, Oh, so when she comes back again— I remember that. Is Arizona on the show still? Mm. I'm trying to remember. Or I was believe it after? So. Okay. I'll have to look into it. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, okay. Do you have anything else on them, no. Kylie? I choose <laughs> no. April and Matthew no, no, no. because I just want to talk about. They're just so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I think because Matthew... Now, don't get me wrong. I married the, like, most teddy bear of a man. He is not, like... He is very sensitive, like just a nice boy. Like that's mm-hmm. how I would describe Jake. But I, Ma- the way Matthew, like they make him that way, but then you're expected to believe his very sexual tension, pushing her up against the ambulance. I don't believe it. Yeah. Like the chemistry, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's their chemistry. I just feel like he's one thing and then has like a switch. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. And isn't this the first um, time that he brings it up again, like yes. that it's an issue, or has he brought it up as an issue? Well, before? they brought it up when they when April eventually came clean to him after Jackson jumped into the burning bus. Yeah, but I, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's so mm, it's so interesting because they're sitting in that like office with the minister or whatever, and they were taking that. Compatibility uh, test, and they got like ninety percent, and like, woo! <laughs> and then, yeah, it's so because we know that reminds me of when Eric or um, when April was doing like the trauma training and was like shoving, you know, yes. she's very much, she's super competitive. And so she's like, yes, we're super compatible. We crushed it. And then he says, we're not equal. And at the same time that he says, like, we should have sex, she says we should get a joint check account. <laughs> that was so funny to me that they were just completely not on the same page at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I've also found that funny because it's like he's thinking, oh, you know, um, we're not on the same level because you've had sex. Whereas she's thinking we're not on the same level because I make more money than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. She's like, that's fine. That's easily fixable. He's like, you're right. It is. <laughs> the only like, and then there's that scene where, well, she talks to Arizona about that. She like, all she can think about is sex. And she just like she, I wonder if all she can think about is sex with Jackson or sex with Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, I don't know. I bet it's Jackson. Well, yeah, of course, Jesse Williams. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, she pulls him aside, which I left. Jake is like an EMT going to school to be a paramedic, and Matthew's, so Matthew is Jake. Matthew's just always there at the hospital, which is not the case. Half the time, paramedics are in a parking lot waiting for a call. Yeah. Like they're not just sitting at hospitals. So I'm always. Like, can't believe the convenience that she just goes outside and he's there. Yeah. Um, But they have that weird sexual tension conversation. 
where they're basically saying like, okay, well, like God knows that we've committed to each other. So even though we haven't done it legally yet, like, can we, should we have sex anyways? Because April doesn't want her wedding night sex to be like, bad mm-hmm. but the one that com- that was such a cringy the way he like pushes her against the ambulance and like <laughs> it felt like a weird romance novel but the only thing i really loved about it is that april calls god a she mm-hmm. when, when he's like he whatever and she goes or she and i, I was like that. that was a great moment i also mm-hmm. love that matthew was like or she like he agreed or whatever yeah you know? um I, yeah it found this is like gonna be kind of crude but like the way that it was happening it felt like she was about to like give him a handy or something you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like that's how that whole scene felt it was like this is very steamy um, yeah which like i i don't want to sit here and like I fully respect people's beliefs to, like, make that choice. Oh, yeah. But I also laugh when, like, people who have made that choice do everything but that, you know, as, like, right, a— And right. so— um, Well, Matthew wants to do it. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't— He wants be- to finish the deed. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then they decide to have sex. Also, he has the tiniest apartment. <laughs> Well, he's only a paramedic. <laughs> okay, but I mean, maybe they should move into April's place. But like, she shows they can't up. live together, Bree. Right, 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 right. And he just like, I felt bad though. He had like those lights and stuff in the bed, all nice, and he was like ready to go. And she was like, no. <laughs> she says, if we have sex tonight, the only thing that will change is that you will have broken a promise, and I know how that feels. I actually feel like that was a great statement because mm-hmm. she's. Mm-hmm. It's really true. Um, and I just. Then they're, like, going to make out. She's like, well, maybe we shouldn't hold each other so cl- or lean on each other physically. <laughs> it's just so... When is their wedding? I need... Is it not till the finale? Hopefully soon, because we got to get <laughs> past all of this. I mean, they're not going to have sex, though. No, they're not. The first time that they have sex is their other wedding, their next wedding that they have together, probably. Yeah, I think so. And at that point... Oh, he's been married. He's been married, yeah. So that's okay. So they're, that's actually great. Great foreshadowing they she doesn't want to have bad sex on her wedding night with april so instead she doesn't marry Wait. him sorry on with, <laughs> with matthew so instead she doesn't marry him and then and when they do get married in the future they both had sex already but does she care about having bad sex on her wedding day no then she says something like it'll be my first time with you and i don't okay. care anyway sorry i just ranted a lot kylie any thoughts on this no, not really. I did. I, I liked. I, I kind of liked the loop back, even though parts of it were a bit cheesy and you know cringy. But I really liked how you know she respects him too much to let him yes. break his promise like she did. Um, yeah, so I thought that was nice. Yeah, yeah. I do think she has a lot of respect for him. What I just wonder is, does she have like the same love she has for Jackson? Well, clearly not. But then she does. I don't know. I- <laughs> it's such a story. So they just had to get her off the show at that point, right? Yeah. Right. right. I really feel like, though, like, I don't know that she didn't have love for Jackson anymore. I think it was just the loss of a child that really tore them apart. Like, that's true. I think she loves Jackson more than Matthew, maybe. But I also Mm -hmm. think that Matthew, who lost uh, his wife, could understand. They have something to, like, yeah. They're different Mm -hmm. people, I think, in the later seasons than they are right now. Yeah. They seem very naive right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally. Anyways. Okay. Uh, okay. What else? We got Chief. We got Ben and Bailey. Maybe let's talk about Ben and Bailey. Okay. You lead it. So, Bailey, I think we pointed out a couple episodes ago that they're, like, making a point of show- showing Bailey using hand sanitizer a lot. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And they did this in the beginning of this episode as well. And then um, Ben quits his job. He decides that, like... 
He wants to be back at home. I think this was after like the Halloween thing, right? Like who does he talk to? He talks to like a patient or something or chief. Ben talks to someone and he's like, it makes him decide like he wants to be I at think home. He, I thought he came home because he quit his program. That's why he was home. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's remember. what I thought too. I thought he was, yeah. maybe it was cheap or someone, but yeah, he just decided. So was it last episode? He talked to someone, not like... He just shows up when, when Bailey is having that moment with Chief. He answers the question and then he tells her that he is he quit his thing. What am I making up in my head? I'm going to go back... I'm gonna you're put gonna it in the notes. It. I'm gonna put it. You are like Bailey in the stench. There is a stench under the yeah, bed, and you're right. I just don't know if it was this stench. Yeah. Um. So. But yeah, he tells her he quits it right away, which sets her like sort yeah. of off because she she likes plans and she likes things having order, and him it's, suddenly quitting his job and being home is not, not that. But also, it's really sad because he ends up saying that he loves her more than he loves surgery, and she is disappointed in Ben for not loving surgery as much as he loves her. Mm. Which is really interesting because I think, I wonder if like maybe in her head she fears that like, remember with Tuck, like her ex-husband, like she was like, Ben gets it. He gets that my career is super important. And so I wonder maybe if that's kind of going through her head a little bit too. Yeah. Or I wonder if like maybe it's a little bit like because of the place that, you know, her, her mind is starting to enter into, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe she wouldn't always react to that same way. Like yeah. the disappointment that he doesn't love surgery as much, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wonder how much of it is kind of where she's going and, you know, where her mind is at and how much of it is actually she's annoyed at Ben because he doesn't like surgery as much. Right. So then they end up getting, so they, she ends up having a surgery at the last minute. It gets switched from OR2 to OR3, and you can start to tell she's already kind of panicking a little bit. And then um, Joe is, did I miss something? No, I'm just saying, and the surgery she has to do is one involving moving a piece of, as the patient said, part of my ass will now be in my throat. It's like part of the colon is going up in his throat. And so they have to be very careful of bacteria. Right. So it's it's mm-hmm. like not only are things switching, it is also like a very, you like you want it to be clean, clean yes. surgery. And so at the last second, Ben switches and he yes. comes in as the anesthesiologist and she's kind of like, what are you doing here? And then throughout these whole scenes, there's a lot of like, woo. Which like, is like what a panic attack feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I didn't know how to write a word for it. So it's <laughs> woo and whooshing like scenes um, where like the first thing is like when she notices that like the surgical tools aren't like how she likes them. Um and then Joe's hand dropping below the sterile field. Yeah. So there's just like little things. And the whole time you can see like Ben's kind of picking up on it and like noticing like, I don't know what's going on here, but something seems off with my wife, you know, and my as a doctor. Um, and then um, there ends up being a, what was it? Like a tear? Oh, yeah, or like, or like a bubble, a leak or something. Yeah. I, Which was well, really gross looking, honestly. There was seepage. Seepage, yeah. And and so then they have to go in and clean again, like clean this body part or whatever. And it's just sad because I feel like, and then when things go wrong, the only thing that snaps her out of it is Ben. He like does like a Miranda, he says, instead of like Dr. Bailey, Dr. Bailey. Snaps her out of it. She like seems normal again. And then when she, when they're about to close up, she thinks she sees a bubble or like something and they right. replace it. And what I thought was interesting though is like Ben... I wouldn't say enables her, but he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Doc, Joe, like, you can leave. We'll fix, we'll finish this. And, like, he didn't see it either. Like, he was just letting her have that, which I was like, yikes. 
Um, yeah, I think because he recognizes that this is very... It's more than that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on here. And I think he... I don't think it would hurt for her to repatch something, mm-hmm. you know, like... Yeah. To double, triple check or whatever. But he's like, clearly... And then he talks to Miranda afterwards and it's like, it's a good thing I did come home because like, what is going on with you? Yeah. It's also, um, to me, it was really like... I was glad at the end that she did find the apple slices in the backpack because I I remembered that kind of too. But it reminds me of like in the current seasons, the DeLuca storyline where like DeLuca is kind of having a mental break, but he's also not wrong Mm -hmm. about, I think like you can have this mental break, but that doesn't mean that you are like everything that you do is, is tainted by that. Like also I was like, my anxiety manifests itself in cleaning a room because I think I smell something. I was like, oh shit, she's trying to control as much as she can. Like that is what I do also. And so I think it's, it's, I really am kind of enjoying the storyline a little more because I just feel like it's, I'm trying to look and like see how they're portraying this. Yeah. Mm. And then at the end she's doing, I think some type of ritual with like her tapping her fingers. Yeah. And, and is pretty upset and crying. And so it's, it's obvious at the end that this is more than just, um, there's a lot more going on there, I guess. Yeah. Mm. What do you think, I think Kylie? That, I, I liked what, um, I liked that Ben acknowledged what he did, that he changed the plan and came home. But mm-hmm. I didn't particularly like how he said, you know, I'm glad I'm home because something's going on with you. Like, I think, you know, obviously there was something a little bit there before that, but I do think him coming home and sort of coming back into her space and not preparing her and not having a conversation with her about it. And mm-hmm. like, I think that's a really big, um, you know, instigator or, or a shift, right? It represents a situation which made a real shift for Bailey and how she's feeling and how she's dealing with it. Um, and to say, you know, he's glad he's home because something's going on wrong with her. It's kind of like, you know, you should acknowledge more. Maybe you should talk to your wife before you make these life-changing decisions, you know? Yeah, that's true because, like, she he surprised her. Yeah. Which, like, also, if you know her, she probably doesn't do well with do well surprises. Also, I feel like both of them are bad at communication. Right now. I think they get better in later seasons, but... Just in this past season, Miranda brings home a teenage boy. Oh, no, you're yes. right. I was thinking of the end, though, when when he when they do talk about it. But you're right. Yeah. That was the problem. Yeah. Like, they just, like, constantly, like, Ben's constantly quitting his job and being like, I'm now a firefighter. And Bailey's right. like, we're adopting this son. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, mm. I... Yeah, I'm just trying to imagine a world where, like, my husband, who I think lives in another state, shows up and is like, oh, I'm back home permanently. I'm doing my old job. And, like, you didn't tell me this? Yeah, I don't know how I would respond to that either. I don't think I'd be very happy. I'd probably call you. Yeah, I'd be like, this fucking (laughs) guy. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so we'll see how this goes. Also, she got kicked. Chief kicked her off of... um, I hope my feet don't smell. Sorry, Brie. I took my shoes off. Cool. Um, Chief kicked her off of his surgery because she wasn't letting the residents teach, which I also feel like is another example of her controlling the situation and not wanting mm-hmm. it to be out of her hands, you know, by, mm-hmm. by letting someone else do it. So I feel like those, that is also, I wouldn't put it all on Ben. I feel like that is a part of the problem as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, my feet do smell. I have to put them down here. It's hot in this room. It got real hot, yeah. We're, like, <laughs> sweating right now. Freaking tires, wearing shorts and sitting on wood chairs. Yeah. I, I had to put my jeans under me to sit on. Which, yeah. Yes, I did wear jeans to Bree's house. And, and then I, I gave her shorts. <laughs> because my pants were too tight. 
Because I ate a burger. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm dripping sweat right now. But yeah. I've been trying not to make a big deal about it, but I'm going to make a big deal about it right now. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, next topic. Unless, Kylie, you had anything else about yeah, no. it. Okay. Oh, good. Richard uh, Weber? Ah, uh, Weber. He, guys, he got his groove back. Dude, did you look at those jammies he was wearing? <laughs> I actually love these episodes because I love when he acts like a like a little old man and he's just like, let me tell you about the time I and they're like Murphy, get back in here. I haven't I didn't finish my story. <laughs> yeah, like I love that version of Weber, not the yeah. angry version, not the mm-hmm. the like sad version. I just like that part. But comfortable he, man. Yeah, yeah. And he feels happy that he's teaching again. He says, what are his words? He says to Bailey, I'm trying to teach them and you won't let them learn. The only thing that gives me some meaning, what keeps me going is teaching them. And you're standing in the way of that. So I'm going to have someone else supervise them. Which I think that this is like starting then when he becomes like the head of the teaching. Doesn't he like get a new position at the hospital or that's Oh, with what's her name? Yeah, Yeah, Minnick or Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, and and, who she's terrible. but, um, But so I think that that, is fun to see that he realizes he's very good at that and that he can put his time into that and it brings him meaning. Um, he also, like, uh, tries to apologize to Meredith, but in, like, such a... I'm like, mm, that's not the best way to apologize. It felt like he should have apologized before he asked her to do surgery on Oh, him. yeah. For sure. Um, also, CJ... Love her. She's just around. <laughs> just telling Richard to shut the fuck up pretty much. I love the part, too, where she's walking back and forth doing laps, and she's like, and then I, like, brown the meat, and then you eat it. And he was like, that's not a story. That's a recipe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just think that's a good, a fun storyline. It reminds me, too, of, like, the grumpy guy that Bailey put next to Chief. Like, he needs to get out of this hospital then. Yeah. Um, So then CJ collapses. Yep. Because also, Richard won't take laps. Like, <laughs> Meredith is like, it's getting a little too comfortable in here. Like, he has, like, a French press and, like, this beautiful <laughs> yeah. robe on and stuff. Chief really likes to make a hospital room, like, yeah. his, yep. you know? And then CJ collapses, and so he runs over, and Starts so clearly them. he can run. <laughs> and then it does CPR, and then later on, April, like, hooks him up to oxygen and and he realizes, like, that's what he needed, like, yep. to be a doctor. I wrote, working on CJ made Richard want to be alive again. Woo, storyline checked off. <laughs> like, like I'm, yeah. we can end this portion of Richard's storyline. Yeah. I also like when um, Dr. Weber, he, or Richard yells to the guy with the face twitch. He's like, I'm Dr. Weber. I trained these two. <laughs> and that guy's like, wait, who's this old man? Like, yelling at me from a hospital me. bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kylie, anything about Dr. Richard? No, Weber? I don't think so. I like I like how his little speech at the end makes April then, you know, go off with her own storyline. Um but you oh, know, yeah, what does he say to her? Or like, I forget what? exactly what he says, but he, you know, talks to her about being back where he wants to be mm. and back to his authentic self or something like this. And then that kind of gets her thinking about being back to her authentic self. And then she goes off, you know, to Matthew. Um, right. But I just liked that. It was a nice way to close those storylines, right? With the little mm-hmm. blinking speech. Yeah. Good call. I didn't even recognize that. You yeah. know what? I think that's the storyline I was thinking about with Ben. What? The storyline with April and Richard. I think I put Ben in that storyline, but it was actually April. So perfect. So anyway, good. Glad we figured that out. I'm wrong. There was not a smell. Also, the okay. So then, 
the Alex and Joe storyline, there's not much other than, well, there actually, there's a few things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Alex is still not talking to Joe mm-hmm. after their blowout. Um, I really, what I liked the most was that speech that Joe, like, wants to talk to Meredith. Meredith pulls her into surgery on Richard because they can talk there. And I like that, like, Joe really wants to share the secret with Meredith because so that it's off of her back and, like, she can help Alex. And I really appreciate that Meredith is, like, if he told you this in secret, like, he... Doesn't want me to know. Right, exactly. And that she said he hates being vulnerable and that's why he pushes away. And then I also, she's like, I can't handle a broken Alex right now. Like it's, you're his girlfriend and you do it. And I thought that was, it's a good challenge to Joe because it's true. Like that is his story. And like, you don't just tell other people that their dad was in, you know what I mean? Like, Right, I mm. think that would make it even worse if she started telling like, Alex, like he specifically asked her not to do anything about it. And then if she were to go and tell Meredith about it, like it would be like doubling down on. I wonder when Meredith finds out about it, though, because he comes back, the dad. Yeah, maybe. When he comes back. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, Thoughts on her Tinkerbell situation. Oh, I said, oh, Joe is Tinkin giving a speech to Karev on the porch. (laughs) And then next note, that's nice. (laughs) I don't really have any. I mean, I think it was fine. You know, I, at first I thought he was going to close the shades on her for some reason and be like, <laughs> get the gonna, fuck off my porch. I thought he was going to lock the door. <laughs> but then he was like, get in here. <laughs> Before the trick-or-treaters think we're home. Yeah. So, I don't know. Good for them. She looks like... Okay. I hope this isn't... She looks like a brown-haired Izzy in that moment. The way her hair was. What was it about it? She looked... I felt like, you know when you used to buy Barbies? Mm-hmm. And there was, like, the three versions. Yeah. There was, like, and then, like, sh- like she looked like the brown-haired one. I don't know. And Izzy, I don't know. This is how I know that I've talked about Grace. It's for too long. <laughs> Kylie, do you have any thoughts on the Tinker? What would you do if Tinkerbell came to your door? <laughs> <laughs> I think she was a wonderful Tinkerbell. I thought, you yes. know, in terms of costume, that was really <laughs> nice. Like, she did a great job. Um, yeah, I don't really probably have much else. I like that she apologized, you know, like quite sincerely. It wasn't like an old butt thing. I think, you yeah. know, um, yeah, I think, you know, her apology was good. It was fine. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, you know, a way I don't, I can't remember what happens after this. So I don't know, like, if that's resolved or whether there's something else still, you know, outstanding. But yeah, yeah. I think it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he eventually leaves her for Izzy, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. totally fine. <laughs> Um, I do want to mention, too, that um, Emma and Owen are no longer together in the beginning of the first episode. And then Callie does an interview with Emma. Which, wild. Which super wild that she ends up asking her if she wants children. And I love how Emma was like, I think legally, like, you're not allowed to ask me this. But then she ends up being like, two girls. Like, I see see myself with whatever. I don't know. And they, like, are super, like, intimate questions. Because clearly Callie is just asking to figure out for Owen, like, these things. And then when Owen walks into the interview, like, everything going okay in here? I'm like, who does that with an interview? Like, storming in. chief. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I just liked when he left her that voicemail. And then he's like, he calls her simple. Yeah. And then and easy. And easy. And then he just goes, he just goes, delete this. <laughs> and then he's like, I really want to leave a voicemail. Delete this. <laughs> um, yeah. It they're they're back together. They're not gonna last. Yeah. Then also Steph gets eye surgery. <laughs> she wears my, those goggles. My favorite 
part of the whole thing is when Shane says, I'm looking for a scary lady with a weird eyes. And Steph says, too soon, Shane. But he was talking about the witch lady. Yeah. It's like my favorite part of both of the episodes. Too soon, Shane. Steph has some zingers. Yeah. She's funny. Yeah, she yeah, runs she into good. the wall. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And then Jax is like, are you sure you don't want to go home? You know, that was good. I did like, I have had LASIK surgery though. And you did not look like that afterwards. And you cannot be walking around afterwards. You know, like that was not realistic. Yeah, don't you like put, that, put you like blindfold for like at least 24 hours? No, we're not blindfold exactly. But they tell you to keep your eyes closed for as long as you can for the next kind of day or so. So, you know, I loaded up podcasts and, you know, audio books. And was, I actually think I listened to Harry Potter for most of my, my mm. uh, recovery. But yeah, you, you have to keep your eyes closed because that's how you you know, heal. Uh, I think my friend blindfolded so just, herself. So she wasn't tempted to open her eyes. Oh. Yeah. And she lived alone and she had everything placed out in her kitchen so she'd be able to like find Why it. didn't she have someone come oh. stay with her for a <laughs> I day? I don't know. It reminds me of that episode of Sex in the City where Miranda gets like sick and Steve has to bring her home and she's like, get off of me. And it's like I don't know if putting I her into bed. <laughs> it's very funny. Wait, are you happy you've had it? I really want it, but I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Best thing I did. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you definitely. see circles I mean, it was when you terrifying, drive? But, um, you know, I mean, it wasn't that terrifying, I guess, because, you know, the idea of someone cutting and then flipping um, the eye. But um, anyway, no, I'm really glad I did it. Definitely. Do you see circles around like headlights when you drive? No, I mean, I don't love driving at night, but I never did. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. So I, don't I, I think I know that that's a side effect that they talk about ha- happening, but I haven't had that. No. <gasps> Great. I really want it. I think you should do yeah. it. But then you'll be all sad you can't wear your glasses. No, I don't like wearing glasses. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wear fake ones. They're cheaper anyways. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, it'd be just nice to... Um, I hate oh. when I get something in my contact. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I, the worst. Yeah. I know what I was going to say about the Jackson and oh. um, the whole point of like that Jackson and Steph storyline. He was like, I was going to take care of you today. I thought that was really sweet. And yeah. like, make you chicken noodle soup and we're going to go home right now. She's like a clown. She's like, I can't see like, <laughs> when at he, the bar. <laughs> when he came up to her, though, she goes, no, I'm waiting for my boyfriend. <laughs> and it was him. I thought that was great. She's one of my favorite. Yeah, like, she's really funny. She's good. So. I'm looking for a scary lady with weird eyes. <laughs> Too soon, Shane. <laughs> also, there was that moment when Jackson... So at the same time, Owen and Christina were operating together. Jackson and April were operating together. And... Uh, someone else. Cali, Cali in Arizona? Maybe. No. I don't know. Someone else was. But um, I thought it was interesting that Jackson and April are talking about something and Jackson has to send a text to Steph. And he says, like, add, like, I think she, you're beautiful in there. And April's like, you were never that nice to me when I was, like, off the rails. And he's like, I'm trying to be a better boyfriend. Oh. So, anyways. I like, though, how that came back around again. Um, I forget what patient it was, but April was like, she, someone was spinning out, one of the patients, and she's like, oh, see, yeah. you stop spinning out and then you shut it down. But you can still tell him he's pretty if you want to. Yeah. I thought that was... <laughs> yeah, she yells at, oh, who is it? Which patient is that? She just like, oh, the, the guy that got bit by the zombie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um... I'm trying to see if I have any... Oh, also oh. the other thing. Derek kind of teaches Avery that he needs to be a better teacher. Like, Leah Murphy keeps trying to get Avery to let her, like, work on these cases. And he's like, no, I got that one. I got that one. And then Derek brings up Mark. Mark, yeah. And, like, starts calling him an idiot. And like, Yeah, at first I was like, whoa, Derek. And yeah. then I realized he was making a point. Yeah, and so then he was like, it's time for you to, like, 
teach these because we forget like they're attendings now right. you know they have to yeah they have to teach oh i hear a dog was that a dog shake. it was a dog <laughs> shake i like no don't be sorry i always try to get my dog to shake i'm like shake shake i gotta teach him a command come on get the bow fish <laughs> um and then yeah. And then oh, for really fast to another random note, the Emma thing too, she ends up at the end saying she can't work there because these are Owen's people mm-hmm. and like they would side with him should anything happen. And she wants to be in like to start fresh, which I totally I think get. that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he thinks it too. But yeah. then they have that whole weird thing where he's like, are you planning on breaking my heart? And she's like, no, but you're planning on breaking mine. And he's like, no. And then she's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and <they> walk other ways. <laughs> Uh, it's too much. Fun. I know. Why didn't they like hang out? Right. I don't they, know. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. So, uh, Kylie, do you have any like random notes or thoughts about the episode? I don't think so. I was just scrolling to see if I had any random notes. I don't believe so. No. Okay. So notes, notes. and trivia. Notes and trivia. <laughs> uh, let's alternate. This okay. episode's title originated from the song Thriller, originally sung by Michael Jackson. The episode scored 8.94 million viewers. Several trick-or-treaters were shown, and shown costumes were zombies, witches, <laughs> princesses, Cleopatra, and a ladybug. Cool. Marguerite Moreau makes an uncredited voice-only appearance as Dr. Dr. Emma Marling when Owen calls her and her dialogue can be heard by the audience. That's a weird note. Cool. While having diff- oh, this is good. While diff- having difficulties operating on the patient with situs inversus, Owen mentions that it's like driving in England. Ironically, Kevin McKidd is from Scotland, so driving on the other side of the road is natural for him. <laughs> Strangely, Arizona mentions she worked three hours on Sophia's astronaut costume, yet in the morning in the hotel room, she seemed like she totally forgot about Halloween. <laughs> Goof. In Map of You, the interns have just passed their intern exam in our second year residence, uh, which means it's early July. In this episode, it's Halloween, and so it takes place at the end of October, which means four months have passed instead of three. Mm. Goof. When the camera position switches as Meredith and Alex talk right before she heads out to go trick-or-treating, the cupcake box alternates between <gasps> being opened and closed. How dare it? Oh, no. The episode's title originated from the song Two Against One, originally sung by Danger Mouse. The episode scored 8.68 million viewers. James Pickens Jr. What? We had this note last episode. Someone yeah, it makes his 200th. That's not true. Appearance as Richard Weber. Maybe this one is just on Grey's Anatomy. The well, last one included was... private practice. Right, right, right. Okay. The character of Reverend Drew was named after Sarah Drew's father, who is a pastor. Sarah's father actually appears as April's <gasps> father four episodes later. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. This episode does not have official promotional photos. What are you doing on the Instagram? I don't know. This episode introduces the two-challenge rule. There are a lot of deleted scenes from this episode on the season 10 DVD. Dope. We can pull that out sometime out of my DVD box. (laughs) Um, It's the first episode not to feature baby Bailey since his birth. It's also the first season 10 episode in which Zola doesn't appear. Before the first broadcast of the episode, Kevin McKidd had teased that a character from the past present would return. Many fans speculated that maybe Izzy or Addison were to come back, though it's now clear that Kevin was talking about (laughs) Ben's return to the hospital. (laughs) That's not nice. Stupid. Anticlimactic. Right? Callie interviews Emma Marling for an opening in maternal fetal medicine. It's possible that Nicole Herman was hired to fill this opening. Interesting. Oh, I forgot to give Okay, so Catherine Fox Award. Um, Callie, who are you going to give it to? It was a hard one. Like, um, I, I, I... 
probably put Christina for putting the, that child's life over her mm. friendship with Meredith because I, I, I think maybe she was getting a little sparkle at the end, but kind of as I said before, I actually don't think that that was her intent and not what she was trying to do. So, you know, in a sense, putting that, um, yeah, like doing that is is prioritising the child's life over, you know, trying to get back together with Meredith. So, but I'm not attached to that. So Okay, I think that's a good one. Harmony wants to nominate Shane in that same realm, but because he did all the dirty work of like getting it approved and like doing all the research and even finding it. But, oh, I'm trying to think what happened in the second episode. If there's anyone else. Also, I kind of, Eh, I shouldn't. Isn't that sad that I'm ready to nominate Derek just for saying like Meredith can go watch her print? I know that he was does like, one dad thing, and I'm like, oh my god, he's a hero. I, I felt the same <laughs> way. Like in a sense, he did also. I, I feel like the common theme across the episodes was also that he was taking a backseat in his career for her. So yeah. you know, he stepped back from surgery. So he's only doing the trial thing with Callie. Like so, you know, that's a pretty good one. Um, maybe April for like sticking to her guns about like what she believes for herself. Dude, she avoids sex, which she wants it so bad. That must be so hard. Yeah. Or Weber even for like getting his groove back <laughs> and so- having great pajamas. I don't feel like any one person really like really Stood blew out. me away. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll just write them all and poor Roz who does our stats. Yeah. So this will have to put yeah. four people down. It's going to be four this time. So April, Derek... Oh, I almost said Kylie. Kylie gets the Catherine Fox Award. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Christina, Derek, April, and Weber, and I'll write the reasons for each under this. Great. All right. And so rating the episode. You go first, Kylie. Yeah, I didn't like, uh, I didn't love it, but it could also be that I'm in season eight at the moment. So I'm, you know, a little bit influenced. So I gave it six and a half. You are so close to us. We did six. So. Yeah, we each gave it six. Yeah, I, I, first of all, no, not at all influenced by having you on. That was a 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sometimes, again, it's these like middle episodes that don't have the The plot, zing. The zing of the, it. Pa- the pizzazz. <laughs> yeah, there's no circus. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and so I just think that it's pushing the plot along, but it's not really shocking us or like making us yeah. super emotional yet. Yes. Really. So... Is season eight the one with Dr. Thomas, or is that season nine? Did we just... That's season nine. Oh, okay. Oh, I think that's my yeah, favorite no, I'm season. Yeah, no, I'm still in the, you know, the loveliness that is the start of Teddy and Henry's friend, um, right, you know, right. relationship, and oh, it's just lovely. So good. Yeah. I miss Teddy, too. Like, I know she's on the show again oh, now, but yeah. it's sad when she leaves. Um, okay. Okay, so now charts. Oh, yeah. Our favorite part. We, this is your time to share any podcasts, movies, books, anything you want to share that you think we should indulge in. Yeah, cool. So uh, I thought I would bring up the first podcast um, I ever listened to, which is called Team Human. So it's um, run by a guy called Douglas Rushkoff, um, and it just talks about different kinds of um, probably not even social justice, but things that promote people connecting with people um, in this kind of digital age that we're in. So, um, yeah, I just really quite like it and I like the kinds of things that he talks about and he has a whole bunch of different guests on and, I yeah, I think it's really cool. So that's the first podcast I ever listened to. Um, and then the third podcast I ever listened to, and I haven't really gone a lot beyond this, uh, is the West Wing Weekly. So I Ooh. love the West Wing for sure. Um, yeah. And these guys, so they have, oh, what's his name? He's also in Scandal. Um Oh, uh, I'm not gonna. The guy with the glasses. He played Will Bailey. Oh, oh no. hang on. Remember. Will Bailey, he, actor, he's, West Wing. Oh, he's, Joshua Molina. Ah, 
Yeah, Joshua Molina, yeah. So he um, is one of the hosts of the podcast along oh. with a, a friend. And it's really cool um, because they actually have the stars from the West Wing on the podcast and I just really enjoyed it. So I'm in the season seven, which is the last season of the West Wing. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed that one too. I've always um, wanted to I, watch West Wing. I just need to bite the bullet. It's harder for me to watch old shows if I don't have nostalgia yeah. with it, but I, I also know it's everyone loves the West Wing. It's a little bit, um, yeah, like it is a little bit dated, but I feel like the, um, you know, the content, particularly in the kind of political situation you guys find yourselves in now, um, <laughs> is just so, you know, optimistic and, you know, it's just got this buzz of, you know, the greatness of democracy and, you know, stuff like that. So it's really cool. Um, and I actually listened to Binge Mode Harry Potter because <gasps> of Abby's suggestion. Yeah, so I good, really right? It. Yeah, it's really good. But I think, like, because I've heard you say a few times, Abby, you wish you guys were as good as Mallory and Jason, but I think it depends on what you like, because I liked them, but they have this level of energy constantly, <laughs> and, you know, it can be a little bit much at times, whereas you guys are a lot more authentic, I think, you know? Oh, well, thank mm. you. Thank you. That's. Really I think nice. it's because they have writers that write their show, mm. so they can just put all their energy into being energetic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're, like, trying to read our notes. Yes. <laughs> Say stupid things and like, yeah. We don't have we don't have an editor that actually like listens. listens to it. I just listen. I'm like, that sounds good, and then it's like, oh shit, yeah. yeah that's, oh, that's um, cool. Wait, I have a question sorry. about the first one. Yeah, was go. it teen or team? Team. Oh, sorry, team. Team. T e a m. Team human. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and I I like the Gilmore Girls. Uh, oh. I only actually watched that recently because of Bree's suggestion. Mm, um, so good. So you know, love to see a bonus episode at some point focused on Gilmore Girls. That would be would awesome. be happy to do. I it. don't know how far behind you are on the podcast, but there is one when I finish Gilmore Girls and I talk about. Ooh, okay. Is there a bonus episode? No, it's not a bonus. It's just I we go we go skip ahead fifteen minutes if you don't care about Gilmore Girls and I talk about my experience. So it could be that one. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. I will I will await that one. I don't think I'm there yet. Um I really like Scandal. I did watch Scandal. Love the, you know, Shonda Rhimes universe. Um, you know really into those. And at the moment I'm really into the Babysitters Club reboot on Netflix. I heard it's um, because I love those books. Hey? I heard it's really good. Yeah, I think they've done such a good job in, like, keeping the storylines and the characters. But, you know, they've actually got interesting parents. Um, yeah, it's, I think they've done a great job. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to be is, – is there one named Dawn? Is she, like, a surfer mm-hmm. girl yes. kind of? Yes. Yeah, I'm yes. totally not. Who was like, it? Stacey? Stacey had the big curly Ah, uh, she's right? the New York uh, sophisticated one. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Okay, I always yeah. wanted to be Dawn. Yeah. yeah. Babysitter's Club. That's not how it goes, <laughs> is it? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 And they had that cord phone that they would pick up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they yeah. still have it. It's so cool. Yeah, no, they're doing oh, a great job. Maybe I'll start watching that. Well, gosh, that yeah. is, those are all excellent suggestions. Yes. Oh, um, oh and I just oh. also want to tell you, I flew to the other side of the country to see the Harry Potter play based on Abby's <gasps> recommendation. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Wait, did you see it in New York? No, in no. Australia. No. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Just the other side country. of... The country, not the world. I interpreted it as the world. So the only spot in Australia you can see is in Melbourne. So I went to Melbourne. It was a while ago now, but I loved it. It was such a good play. Wasn't it insane? Okay, I won't, no spoilers, or what did they say? No, uh, keep the secrets. But 
when Brie was making the sound of what she thought that when Bailey was having a panic attack, that to me is what I was about to make. I was like, yeah, it's like in Cursed Child when they would like travel in time and it would go whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> like I'm just like, but I was like, no one will understand my reference, but you yeah, would have. I get it. Yeah, totally. I know it was well, really I'm out. Really <laughs> when that really happened, bad. when that happened, Jake and there were children around us and he literally just goes, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like very embarrassed, but luckily everyone was making noises. And also again, keeping the secrets in act two when suddenly there's like all of the things like with the, the walls, I couldn't believe my eyes. Wasn't it amazing? Do you know mm, I don't know if I'm remembering properly. Okay, I'll say it when we hang up. Okay, I don't cool. wanna yeah. What about me? <laughs> Are you going to go? Yeah. Well, when you go. finish the book. Well, I can't go right now because the world is shut down because of COVID. It's not my you fault. Have I would have fin- been already. You have to finish the books first. I yeah, am really- doing the best I can. Brie, before I will marry you next year, you have to finish the books. I'm marrying John. We've talked about no, this. I am, I, I, am a, I am officiating. Right. Okay. okay. Sure, Abby. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, oh, that's such okay. awesome. I'm really glad that it lived up to the expectation. So you weren't like, I flew across the country for this yeah. horrible recommendation. She flew all the way to New York. <laughs> <laughs> I feel stupid. Get me out of this. I'm going to edit that out. No. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Kylie, we are so grateful to you talking to us from all the way across the country. <laughs> the world um and we are so grateful that you are a patron and that you listen and that you took time out of your day morning yeah yeah to spend with us will you call to you guys for putting together such a cool podcast and community thanks will you call time of death in your time zone well it's you know i can call it in yours because it's just exactly 12 hours right so um time of death is 2035 be